Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Rogues. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is co-host and sometimes host, Guy. Hello. Hi. Uh, please go check out our other shows. That's me at Board Game Barbarians. You've got Guy at Sidetail Studios. You can check him out with streaming on YouTube and Twitch. And check out Retro Warriors, our daddy podcast. Yeah. We're just, we're just a little baby. <laughs> hey, we're almost two years old now. We're just a little toddler podcast. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> enter our terrible twos. Yep. Just... Oh no, no. Don't don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. It, um, it's nothing but Joe versus the volcano for the next twenty episodes. Oh God. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> it's an okay movie. <laughs> um what you been uh what you been what you been viewing? It's been a couple weeks. Uh it has been. I put more foundation on here twice. Whoops. Um so I uh, watched some more of the Foundation series. Um, yeah. And now like four or five episodes in, which is, it's nice. It's a, it's a good series, but I, I've just been slow in consuming it for one reason or another. Yep. But, uh, but I really like it. Um, and it, it really is. I think last time I, I, I talked about how it's, it's very much not like the book. They took like elements from the book and made their own like new story more or less. Yeah. So, um, but but I like the direction they're taking it. It's really interesting and captivating. And so, yeah, I don't know if you have if you have Apple TV Plus, give it a watch. Um, watched all of the Book of Boba Fett since the last time we talked. I hadn't watched any of it. Yeah, so I watched all of it as well. It got it got better in the second half. Um, I thought, and uh, I I think the sad part is the best parts of Boba Fett have nothing to do with Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, I still liked the... I liked the beginning parts. So I liked him... Just, spoilers, I liked him hanging out with the with the Gungan Raiders. Or not Gungan. Tuscan. That's terrible. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, Gungan Raiders. <laughs> a whole bunch of Gungans Jar Jar on Tatooine. Binks. Jar Jar Binks hanging out with Boba Fett on Tatooine. Misa teach you fighting stick. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be so bad. <laughs> I would turn that show right the fuck off. It would just never oh, dude, come on again. Speaking of talking, uh, turning shows right the fuck off, I watched, and I didn't put this down here, I watched uh, an episode of the new Fraggle Rock. Oh yeah? It's, and, out, it's out? Yeah, yeah, it's on, uh, I think Apple TV. Yeah, I think it's on Apple TV too. It's It, it was enjoyable, but like the first episode started with a completely new like theme song. And I was like, this isn't Fraggle Rock. I'm going to turn this off, like, right now. But I stuck with it oh, through an episode. And, like, at the end of the episode, they have, like, quote-unquote regular Fraggle Rock, like, set up. Um, and they redo the the intro song. Um, and, it's, it's, yeah. and it's just, like, the original intro. Except, I mean, Doc is played by a different person. But Yeah. I never watched the original Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. Fraggle um, Rock. Man, I had... I Fraggle had, uh, Rock. Uh, videotape um, like taped off of HBO of Fraggle Rock like I don't know like 12 13 episodes something like that nice. I used to watch it over and over when I was a kid I loved that show yeah uh -oh. I never I think it was just a little bit I was just a little bit too young for it yeah that makes sense um Chris and I had a deal that uh, we would watch an old movie um okay 
where I would I suggested one, she suggested one, and we're like, and I, and I was like, you 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 haven't seen this movie, you should watch it. Um, and then she was like, well, you haven't seen this movie, you should watch it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll watch yours if you watch mine. So we watched uh, Pretty Woman and When Harry Met Sally. Okay. It's sad that those are old women or old movies, but it is yeah. it is sad that those are old movies. Um, like I had seen Pretty Woman, uh, like at at school, like on band trips. I mean, they fast forwarded through some parts, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I had never seen When Harry Met Sally. Um, and I, I enjoyed them both. Um, you know, they're they're both products of their time. Um, but I, you know, I Pretty Woman. For being a late 80s movie is is surprisingly sort of progressive, like um, to the extent that 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 Julia Roberts character is a fully fleshed out character. Right. And that's not a whole that's not something you get in romantic comedies in the 80s. Right. And I've never seen either of those movies, so uh, you should watch them. And like Richard Gere's character is kind of like just sort of a blank, blank slate canvas sort of could be anybody kind of character i'm a man yeah basically yeah um and then when harry met sally is i don't know it's kind of a classic rom-com and it's enjoyable you know billy crystal's kind of a baby i mean i guess he was in his 30s but at this point he's like old as shit so you know he looked like a baby right um and then for valentine's yesterday we watched moulin rouge nice love that movie it is it's a good movie what about I, you? Uh, I, in preparation for our show, I watched all of the Mummy movies that are the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. Nice. So did Mummy you watch Returns the Tom Cruise Mummy movie? I've seen it. I did not watch it because it was, I did not rewatch <laughs> it because it was terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I watched all of Band of Brothers since the last time we talked. Oh man, it's good, right? It's good. That yeah, ninth good episode show. is fucking, ugh, rough. Heart-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I've started the Pacific. I'm almost through with it. I need to revisit done. that one. I started watching that like right when my wife left and my girlfriend dumped me within like a six month Ooh. period. Yeah. I was like, I'll watch this show while I'm working out and not thinking about things. And, and I fell off of it real <laughs> quick. Never thinking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I, uh, purchased and watched the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Um, you see what I mean though? Like the, the beginning, the way that they set that up, um, was done real, real well. Like it was like, you know, the out, the outline of Egon, you know, it implied Harold Ramis being there. Um, yeah. And then at the end, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Like I enjoyed it. It was, but it also kind of felt pandering. I mean, I feel like you got to have a little bit of pandering when you're dealing with a franchise movie yeah. that is continuing from the previous movies. Um, I will. I'm trying to like not spoil it, but I think the thing that they did maybe stuck around a little too long. Like if it had ended. Oh yeah, I kind of I kind of feel that a little bit too. I do feel like the thing that they did was done very well. Like it looked good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um definitely not uh Tron Legacy what's his name? Oh, Jeff Bridges. 
yeah, Jeff Bridges, Tron Legacy. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I thought I thought it was done well. I think there was a little bit too much exposition for my tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do that. There was just too much shit in the beginning that, like, just get get to it. Yeah, it took and uh, if, a lack of ghosts. Yeah, there weren't that many ghosts. Yeah, dude, I thought J.K. Simmons' character was hilarious. Right, <laughs> for how short he was in the movie. <laughs> right, uh, that was pretty good. Um, Olivia Wilde as as uh, uh, what's her face Gozer was pretty neat. Oh, that was Olivia Wilde. It looked like her. I didn't even recognize. I didn't even recognize her. Now you're looking it up. I am. Well, yeah, you- Gozer looked good. Yeah, I mean, sp- spoilers. That's a spoiler. Gozer's in the movie. Yep, yep. It's Olivia um. Wilde. Yeah, definitely uh, did not recognize her. But um, overall, I thought it was a like a good movie. I'm not a huge like I didn't see Ghostbusters till I was a teenager, mm-hmm. so it's not one of those things that I see through like rose tinted glasses kind of a thing. Um, like I still appreciate it and I like it. I think it's a good movie, but it's like I'll have people that are like, "Oh, you haven't seen Ghostbusters? You should die." <laughs> like, you like sound those, like Paul Rudd when can... you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Rudd was great in that movie. Oh, no, like, his character a, was fantastic, yeah. What a charming man. Um, but that's about about all I've been doing. We go, I've only got two bits of news. Uh, Bob Saget died. It's so sad. He bumped and his head and died. How horrible is he, that? He bumped his head and apparently like went to sleep and didn't think anything of it and then died from the head bump. Yeah, so if you bump uh, your head, get it checked out. You know, Bob Saget yeah. and Billy Mitchell both died from bumping their heads. Yeah, and then Louis Anderson died. I don't know from what, but... Being old? Still I don't sad. Know. Yeah, he was pretty old. Yeah, that All is right, pretty sad. Uh, well, this time around, we're talking about the 1999 Brendan Fraser The Mummy movie, as most people know it by. Um, after awakening the mummy Emotep, a group of adventurers must find a way to stop him from resurrecting his girlfriend and becoming invincible. I like I like the synopsis. Um, yeah, I just had this uh, mental image, I suppose, of people being like, "Have you seen the 1999 Brendan Fraser the Mummy movie?" You know, back yeah. in 1999. <laughs> yeah, released in May May seventh of 1999. Um, there's a lot of development. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised with the amount of development. Uh, like issues that they had because it started with universal wanting a low budget, like super low budget horror movie remake of the original mummy, the 1932 one. Uh huh. Um, and then an original script from the eighties for the mummy, uh, was created. That was more like the Terminator. Okay. Yeah. With George A. Romero to direct. And for anyone that doesn't know who George A. Romero is, he is the creator of the night of the living dead. Um, he fell off the project and then Clive Barker, the guy that did Hellraiser came in. Um, <laughs> you said Clive Barker and immediately in my head, I was thinking Clive Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what that yeah, Clive Owen. Sense. Yeah. Clive Barker, Hellraiser guy, um, came up with a movie where they were going to recreate an Egyptian, Egyptian tomb in Beverly Hills and then hilarity ensues with mummies um, but the studio <laughs> didn't like that one 
Um, Alan Ormsby was the next one to try to make a mummy movie. I don't really, I didn't really recognize any of his films. Um, but he also was trying to make a Terminator, Terminator style mummy movie starring Daniel Day Lewis as the mummy. Do you think Daniel Day Lewis would have been like partially mummified to get ready for the project? Yeah, I think so. I think he would have been like, I gotta prepare. <laughs> Suck out my brain juices. <laughs> Pull out all my guts and put them in these jars. I gotta be a mummy. <laughs> um, George A. Romero returned again, wanting to do a zombie mummy movie, combining the two styles into one. Mm-hmm. So his Night of, Night of the Living Dead and, mum, and Mummies mixed together. Uh, that got shot down. A bunch of other people. There was like a lot. Like there was like <laughs> 10 or 15 different mummy pitches like on Wikipedia that I was just like, I'm not going to list all of these. This is just too much. Wow. Uh, well, we I eventually mean, like, got, I was, sorry. I was just gonna say, I like the mummy is, is a classic, I guess, universal, uh, did the yeah. movies? Yeah. Classic universal property. Um, so it's not surprising that they, they, they've been trying to, no pun intended, resurrect it for a long time. Um, they, I mean, the mummy is is up there with Dracula, the Invisible Man, Frankenstein, like yeah, Universal Monster, like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, oh man, they need to make a Creature from the Black Lagoon movie. I know they made that series, and I heard it was okay, but I didn't see it. Anyway. I've thought about it, and I can't, I can't imagine how they would make it now. Because, like, have you seen that movie recently? Yeah. Well, no, it is not. I haven't seen it recently, but I remember the movie and how like slow and sh- shitty the creature was. I can't imagine how they could make that thing scary and keep it like kind of cool, like keep it kind of true to the original mm-hmm. and keep and try to make it like I I know like the the remake of the mummy the the Tom Cruise one was not scary like it it was a supernatural movie but yeah like the like it's always it's always a shock to me not to go on off off on a tangent but it's always a shock to me that you know these movies from the 1930s scared people like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the mummy creature from the black lagoon frankenstein dracula these movies like legitimately scared people and like if we showed the shit that we have now to people back then, they would like, I'm pretty sure their, their brains would just melt. Like they would just shit their pants. Right. They just immediately shit their pants and die. Like if they saw even not a scary movie, like if, if they saw transformers, they'd be like, Oh my God, (laughs) like what is happening? Can you imagine? Uh, man, see, I've thought about stuff like that. Like, um, like bringing Alexander Hamilton to see a production of Hamilton. And him being like, what? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he would be incredulous. (laughs) (laughs) I die? Yeah. I don't even know if that would be like the most shocking part. Like, (laughs) for him. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, Steven Sommers eventually took over The Mummy. Uh, he is the one that has also done Van Helsing, which mm-hmm. is a great, terrible movie. Great, great, terrible movie. Is what that, a um, piece of crap. who's in that movie? Is it the, the vampire is, lady? Huh? I, I think so, and it also has Hugh Jackman. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot yeah. her name. Kate Beckinsale. I also forgot her name. I think so. I think it's Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale. Um, what a man, Van Helsing. We should do that sometime. That is a terrible, terrible, great movie. Like, well, we got Halloween coming up in like eight months. We do. We do have that. Uh, he wanted to create a mummy movie that was more part Indiana Jones, part Jason from the Argonauts. Um, and I think he, I think he succeeded in, in what he was trying to do. Um, because it's kind of what we got was a, a more, I want to say lighthearted Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, less, less serious. Indiana Jones is a pretty serious movie. Like there's jokes, there's comedy, but it's, it's a pretty serious movie. It's got Nazis in it. You know, I think, uh, I think this first movie is, is more tonally, uh, like the original Indiana Jones movie. Um, I think uh, to, to me, when I think of, of the mummy franchise, uh, really, mm-hmm. uh, it, it does seem like more of a comedy franchise and more lighthearted overall. Um, but I think that after watching this movie again, I really think that probably it, it has more to do with the mummy returns. I think I think the Mummy Returns tonally seems to be a, li- a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more fun. You know, they kind of played up Rachel Weisz's character more than that one. They definitely throughout the films got goofier. So, like the second movie was goofier than the first. The third movie was just their their English son was no longer English in the third movie. He was an American kid. <laughs> he had an American <laughs> accent. Uh, and Rachel Weisz is not in the third movie at all. So she was completely recast, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know that I've seen the third one then. It's okay. It's not... I mean, it's not Scorpion King CG bad. That's yeah. for sure. Have you seen... That's, speaking of Scorpion King, have you seen that YouTube video where they redo the Scorpion King uh, I CGI? Yeah, it looks, looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's not. it's still not great. Right. But it, it looks better than, than the movie. <laughs> Oh man, I I enjoyed that video just and if you if, and listeners if you haven't seen it go look it up, but I I enjoyed that just because of like all the different ways they pointed out how shitty that CGI is and why. Well, it's apparently also been doctored since then, so like the if you purchase the movie now, the Scorpion King CG is better than what than release day CG. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. So they went back and they like yeah, not to get into it, but they went back and they somewhat touched it up a little bit because it's almost like like apparently the original is like n64 level like poly <laughs> polygon like terrible ps2 haggard <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh directed by steven summers written and uh, written in story by steven summers lloyd fonville and kevin jar uh, starring Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell, Rachel Weisz as Evelyn Carnahan, John Hanna as Jonathan Carnahan, Arnold Vadslow as Imhotep, and Kevin J. O'Connor as Benny Gabor? Oh, uh, you don't have what's-his-face in here. Um, Oded Fair. I don't. No, I only did a certain amount of people. Uh-huh. I, the only reason, uh, the, the reason that he comes up is because he, to me, he's memorable as like the gigolo in Deuce Bigelow. Um, but also he's in the newest, uh, couple of seasons of Star Trek Discovery. 
I don't know. It's, it's just like he pops up in like random character roles. I think he was in a couple uh, seasons of Twenty Four at one point, or maybe who was, was he in the Mummy? Huh? The who uh, was he in the Mummy? Uh, the care the caretaker guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the mu- or the museum caretaker. No, 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 no. I almost not the museum caretaker. The um, the 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 lead of the uh, the the oh, guards like or whatever. The... Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't put him in there either. I wanted to make sure, sure to put Kevin Kevin J O'Connor in there cuz I do like him as Benny. Yeah. Who what, what else is he in? Like he looks familiar and I know he's been in shit, but dude, he's been in a lot of shit. Like he's been in so much stuff that I just like and it's all character based. Um I'll look it up. Hold on. All right. Um Oh wow, he was in uh, GI Joe: The Deep Rising. Rising. He was Igor or Igor in Van Helsing. Oh, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. All right, talking about Van Helsing again. He was in There Will Be Blood. Uh, he was in the Van Helsing PS2 video game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like he shows up in in some stuff. Um. Nominated for Best Sound, but never got it. Um, it also, I will say, it was nominated and won multiple awards, but nothing, uh, no Academy Awards. Ah. So it was nominated for, I, I'm only putting in the Academy Awards because it won and was nominated for like, like 50 awards. And we're not, we're not the show that sits here and is just going to list off a bunch of awards for a, a movie. We're not an awards podcast. We're not in a awards podcast. Uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-one percent, which is abysmal for this movie. Uh, Tomato meter, seventy-five. Uh, audio audience score, forty-eight. Meta score. I was surprised at that. Wow. Yeah. Right. Eight point seven user score, and seven point one on IMDb. So definitely, like users put it more in the seven to nine, seven to eight and a half range, uh, in they really, critics did not like this movie. It, it, it kind of seems. Yeah, what do critics know? They just criticize. They don't have to create. Yeah. They don't have to create anything, those <laughs> bitches. <laughs> uh, what'd, you, uh, what'd you think of the movie? Um, It was more, I, I think I talked about this a little bit. It was more serious than I remembered, Um, but probably because, uh, again, when when I think of a franchise, I'm thinking of, you know, Mummy Returns and, and Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, although apparently I haven't seen Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. But by the name, it sounds like they're probably dealing with, like, terracotta soldiers and shit, right? Yep, you actually got it 100% right. It is terracotta soldiers and Jet Li, I believe. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Is the is the Emperor? I don't know. I, if I think about, like, Dragon Emperor and Mummies, it, it's immediately what I think of, so... um. Well, let me tell you, you got it right. You win today's prize, which is nothing. Ah, I love winning nothing. Uh, I don't know. There, there, there are quite a few harmful stereotypes, and we can talk about that more uh, a little bit later. But, but overall, it har- it holds up pretty well. Yeah, I would say I agree with that. Um, I mean, we're just talking about the mummy, the standard mummy. There are some harmful stereotypes throughout the entire thing, um, or the entire franchise, really. Um, but overall, I would say that they're not, at least in the first movie, there's nothing, I don't know, 
it I can't as a as a white male, I have no room <laughs> to stand on whether or not it's fair to anyone, but it like it seems I would say tame in the in the harmfulness that it that it portrays. Sure. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything that's that's you know, it's kinda like friends, right? Where it's it's sort I don't of know. friends is pretty transphobic, homophobic and Right, but in its lot, time it wasn't. You know. Right. Um and it, But I would not put this on the scale with friends. Friends is is not aged well at all. Mm, mm, I don't know. Um <laughs> Well I get oh well whatever. Like I was gonna talk about it in spoilers, but whatever. Oh, we can talk about it now. Um like my problem oh, yeah. with the uh, movie is just... like Let's just say that this is a 1999 movie. We're not going to have a spoiler section. We're just going to talk about the movie at this point. Like, there you go. Um, um, th- if you haven't seen this movie, it is 23 years old. Uh, that's on you. That's not our <laughs> fault. <laughs> There's probably <laughs> some people here not... that are that are younger than the movie. So, and that's okay. But if you haven't seen a delightful Brent, if you haven't seen Brendan Fraser's filmography at this point, that is your fault. For, yeah, dude. for not diving into this charming man's history of movies. Yeah, I'll watch any Brendan Fraser movie, to be honest. He's great. I'll watch uh, George of the Jungle. What a garbage movie, but I'll watch that. Uh, Blast from the Past? Dudley Do-Right. I'm just naming oh, all the shit movies. Dudley Do-Right. That's an alright movie. God, um, what a... what, what's the one where he plays Link with Polly Shore? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, man, that's a good one, too. Um... Anyway, uh, so I, I guess, and Kristen pointed this out while we're watching it, and and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't get past it after that point. But like, a lot of the Egyptian characters are very simplistic or one note, um, and that's what I mean by by a harmful stereotype. Like, it's not. You're right. It's not friends where they're making like trans jokes, and like there's there's a you know a, a trans joke is a central sort of character uh of an episode or something of an episode. Like that. I mean yeah. it's and they're not there's no like racial slurs, like nobody's calling anybody names or anything like that. But yeah, I mean like the characters definitely could be more dimensional, like yeah. have have more depth to them. You know, like like Benny's character is uh just constantly obsessed with money. Um, you know, and he's just, just sort of like grubby, like dirty Egyptian dude, um, which, you know, which, which every Egyptian dude in this movie was, was like that, except for like the guards, really. Um, yeah, I mean, you had the guy that, that ran the prison that was just all about money. Um, you had Benny, I would say Benny was a more dimensional character than like the prison owner. I mean, not really. Just like, because, like, he ended up dying because he couldn't let go of, uh, the, you know, the scarabs or whatnot, right? Who Benny? Yeah, like he. No, was, it was the. He was he was slow in getting out because he stopped to get some treasure. I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't all about the treasure, but I'm also saying that he had more depth to him just because he was the right-hand man of Imhotep knew multiple languages, was definitely intelligent. Um, like, 
uh, was very, I would say that he was more self-serving than anything. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I wouldn't say that Benny was a one-dimensional character in, in the least. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, now the, there's a lot of a white savior complex in this, in this movie. Oh, for sure. Because Brendan Fraser is, you know, a handsome man that is all about saving everybody. Uh, but, you know. But, he but, even tries know, to save Benny at the end. He does try to save Benny. He's a good guy. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, what's her face? Rachel Weiss's character is, is, has, you know what? She evolved over the franchise. I'll just say it that way. Right. Uh, I mean, you have, you have John Hanna's character, which is also, uh, your stereotypical British white colonialist, colonialist, Jesus, uh, <laughs> colonialist, uh, money grabbing douchebag like he's not he's he's not like a huge douchebag but he's definitely your stereotypical like white person that's just in Egypt to get money and to exploit the people that are there yeah yeah um which i think that you know they they use him as comic relief which kind of uh hurts his uh portrayal a little bit in the fact that he is there for um for himself also yeah um i don't know i i did want to mention real quick just the mummy ride sure i know it's not related to the moviness i mean it is 100% related to the movie <laughs> but not not related to spoilers uh, there is a mummy ride at Universal Studios Orlando, which is fantastic. If you go to Universal Studios, um, it is on the Universal Studios side, not the Islands of Adventure side. Um, and what a fantastic ride and just fantastic like presentation. Um, and it's just fun. Um, but back back to the movie. The n- I don't know. Nice I, little intermission there. Nice little intermission. Um, this movie was a movie that I saw when I was younger. And so I do kind of have, like, I still watch it probably yearly, not all three because Jesus, the second and third movie are not great, but the first movie I still think holds up for the most part. Um, I was... I I do want to talk about this. I was surprised at how well the CG holds up. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um and that's because at least like towards the end they use a mixture of CG and practical effects for the mummies um at the end of the movie. Granted like the big sandstorm with his mouth open or whatever that tries to take over the plane looks like garbage now. But for the most part, the CG in the original Mummy Mummy movie is like good. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, it, not only was it good, but it's genuinely like creepy. Um, and 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 yeah, sort of scary. Like, um, and I think that's what I mean by when I when I say that the 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 sequels were were more lighthearted. Um is that I don't remember the sequel being, being scary at all. And, and, and going back and rewatching this, 
or in, in my memory of the movie isn't isn't fear right it's it's more like haha what a fun romp haha um yeah i mean but but the second movie they definitely reuse a lot of the tropes that the first movie created mm-hmm. um in the first movie you're right is is like i remember being like kind of scared when i was a kid at like the guy that gets his tongue ripped out of his mouth and i mean you don't see it but yeah or is you know that gets basically dismembered like to recreate the mummy yeah and some of the some of the scenes in the tomb are have like genuine tension in them um the um i don't know there there's just a bunch of different points where it felt like a more serious horror movie um with lighter elements rather than just being a light movie with some sort of light horror elements um and i don't really know a good way to describe that other other than like that but um right but that that struck me while I was watching it this time was like oh this is a, this is a little bit creepier than I remember it being. It definitely does have some creepy elements to it, and like the the curse. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a fantastic movie. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> uh well yeah. And I don't know, I guess getting into some, some, some specifics of, of like scenes that I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the stuff on the, on the boat, right? Oh yeah. I was going to mention that. Um, just the, I don't know how quickly that boat ride went sideways was kind of amazing. Yep. You know, everybody's kind of having a good time. There's a little bit of tension there, but then all of a sudden everything's on fire and people are like jumping for their lives. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like the don't read from the book portion. <laughs> um, yeah. Um that I, I like I, I like that, that the, the mummy was accidentally unleashed, right? You know, it wasn't some yeah. sort of somebody trying to be like be shitty or whatever. Um it was it's, it wasn't someone like I'm planning to rule the world with the mummy and now right. I've opened the Yeah, yeah. I like that it was an accident. Uh, when I was a kid, like the the thought of acid sand terrified me, or the pressurized sand that like blew off their skin or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. When they open it, yeah, that was terrifying when I was a kid. Yeah, at one point um, I wanted to be like a Egyptologist or treasure hunter or whatnot. Um, but but a I realized, oh no, that's just grave robbing with a fancy title, and and then b. Uh, yeah, that fucking like booby traps and acid sand seemed like a real problem. Yeah, that I did not want to face. <laughs> I was not prepared for it. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I just I like I like the curse element of it. I like um, it. It you know it's a genuinely funny movie. Something that comes to mind is whenever uh, John Hanna or Jonathan is running outside, and there's all the people that have the boils and like all the curses on them, and he's just like basically acts like a mummy. <laughs> he's, like, he's just like, emo tap. Yeah. And they all just like run away. Like it, it's. That was I pretty good. That, I forgot about that scene. That scene. My other favorite scene is the, after the boat, whenever they're on the side, they're on the sides of the river mm-hmm. and Benny's Benny's like, it looks like I've got all the horses and uh, Brennan Fraser's like, you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think um I think that was pretty good. I enjoyed uh well, I, I don't know if enjoyed is the right word, but the 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 scarabs um like that Yeah, those are terrifying. Those are fucking those terrifying. Kids. Yeah. Like crawling up into a person under their skin. Oh, I don't know. No, thank you. Going straight for the brain? Yeah. Yeah. I just uh what a great I, I yeah, it's just a good movie. Like it's it's a solid solid film. I w- I would have liked to see the, sort of the the magic uh explored a little more, I guess. Um and and I don't think they ever really did. Um throughout the franchise, it was just it was kind of a thing that existed, but I mean, you had this, you know, ancient Egyptian priest basically who Genuine, genuinely was able to resurrect himself and almost resurrected his girlfriend, right? Like, right. Um, using the book of of the dead, I guess it was, or maybe it was the book of. Life. Is it uh, what is her name? Anaxuna Moon. Yeah, you got it. Um, it's such a weird name that it just it sticks in my brain. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's. It it it's neat that 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 it that it genuinely worked, but then nobody else really tries to use it throughout the franchise. At least I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, like you still get some of the like he still has his magic when in the second film, um, like his his immortality is taken away in the second film whenever he goes to fight the Scorpion King, which looks like garbage. Uh, <laughs> in the, in the in the third film, I don't really remember the third. I've seen that most recently, and I don't remember it. Like, it's just not a memorable film. But The Mummy, uh, the original or the, the first film, is just such an iconic 90s, you know, late 90s film mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to not talk about it. Um, I don't know. There's just... We could go. We could go through. We could try to break down scenes. We could try to do that. I just don't. It's just difficult. Yeah, difficult well, to do. I mean, it's not really what we do here, right? <laughs> right. It's not our bag. It's not. You know, like you know, I, I think uh, you know, last episode we did the Steven Spielberg episode, and you and I have talked about it since. How you know, we kind of took a, a, a take on it that was really just like talk about his filmography. Uh, when when we could have taken a take on it that was talk about the things that make Steven Spielberg unique as a director and what he brings to the table as far as vision, et cetera, et cetera. But right. the more I reflect on it, that's just not something we do in the show. <laughs> and I, yeah, we don't normally do that. I, and I don't I mean, know, I, I don't know why, and I don't know why I'm criticizing our show while we're recording it, but whatever. Um, you know, because it's... I don't know. It, it, maybe it's just we don't have the expertise or language to talk about things in the right way. But um, it, it's just, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Dissecting a scene sounds like a fucking chore. <laughs> I mean, it's something that, to be perfectly honest, would take work. Yeah, and it's it's something that you know, in our getting out of the mummy and talking about our show for a minute. <laughs> Uh, it is an amount of work that you and I don't have the time for, and we just kind of want to do a fun movie podcast where we can talk about a movie and talk about it a little bit and not have to sit there and talk about lighting and effects and music and, um, like, you know, we'll kind of brush on those topics, but, 
you know, we don't want to sit there and say like, oh, the cinematography of this specific scene, um, you know, the way that they break down the placement of the characters and the way they break down the placement, it's just not what we do. Yeah, it's it's and not it's something that it's not a technical analysis podcast, right? Yeah, like we, I think you and I honestly could do that, but it would take so much of our own time. You know, we do so many shows as it is. <laughs> That we just wanna we just wanna talk about movies that we like and and gush on scenes that we like and uh if you're looking for I mean if that's what you want is for us to break down a movie in its cinematography and I think it's fine to like you know I wouldn't mind revisiting Steven Spielberg and talking about the way that he frames shots but that would take me honestly that would take so much time for me to actually go through his filmography and rewatch at least five of his movies. Like, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable amount of movies to watch and, and try to break down how he frames, um, his films and how he frames scenes and uh, I don't know. It just, it doesn't sound that's not the fun that I'm looking for. It doesn't sound fun to me. Right. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I, I, I think that's, that's a fair statement. I think it's more work than I want to put into this, this podcast at the moment with everything else that's going on in life. So yeah. Like if this was my only podcast and I was not married <laughs> and, and had no friends and no job, you know, and no job. If I had no job, yeah, then I would totally sit there and watch movies all day. And like if, <laughs> If if this if we had like a Patreon where this paid us both like enough money to live off of, then fuck yeah, I would sit there and like dissect movies all day long. Like, why not? But you know, I have a day job. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> I have other things in my life that are happening. Um, and I also do a silly podcast with Justin. So you know, oh man, it's a good I'd, podcast too. So much time is taken away with silly podcasts. Ah, uh, well, I guess, I guess let's wrap up our mommy talk. Um, where are we at? Do you suggest we watch it? Uh, oh yeah, I would, I would highly suggest this movie. I don't, I think it's on HBO max. Um, I own it, so it's hard for me to, to, to tell where it's at on streaming services because, um, I would thoroughly suggest if you see this movie for five to $10, on iTunes or something like that, then pick it up. I mean, I picked up the the movie pack on iTunes, the three movie pack, um, for like fifteen, it's like fifteen or twenty dollars. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. Definitely worth paying for. Um, I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's it's a classic Brendan Fraser movie. It's a classic Mummy movie at this point. Um, and yeah, it's on, it's on HBO max. If you have HBO max and you can rent it, buy it anywhere. So yeah, absolutely. I will say this to, to, before we end some of the CG and practical effects in this movie are better than the Tom Cruise movie that came out like four or five years ago or however long ago it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I remember watching that movie with my wife and we're like, the Brendan Fraser movie had better CG than this does. Like what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> For sure. 
what are we watching next time, guy? Uh, don't look up. I've heard good things. I've I've also heard good things. I have not watched it. I keep meaning to watch it, and then just not doing it. So, I'm I I get to watch it now. <laughs> Great. Um, and then yeah. I I guess before we sign off, sign off. I uh, did want to did want to mention that the reason this episode is is not two weeks after the previous episode is because I got Rona, and it sucked. Um. Yep. I wasn't hospitalized. It wasn't that bad. And and I and I know I kind of sound like a douchebag when I say it. It was just like a, a sort of mild cold. Um. But that's because I had like two vaccines and a and and, and a booster shot, right? Right. Um. So it was like five days. Still of was un- shitty. unpleasant, and you don't want to record a show while you have coronavirus. Right. Um. So so we're a little bit late. It will probably. Uh, end up, I think it's been three weeks at this point since our last show, and I'll probably just hold off for the full month and release it like a normal Tuesday episode next week, and it'll be great. Yeah, and then we'll have Don't Look Up two weeks after that. Yeah! We're back on a regular schedule, unless I get the coronavirus. No, no, through the computer? Tune in in next time for Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Coughing on the show. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, for real. All right. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Do you have anything else you want to say, Guy? Mm, have a good couple of weeks. Have a good fortnight. Have a good fortnight, and we will see you next time with Don't Look Up. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and the little like behind the scenes about why we do the show or what we do the show for. Or we haven't really talked about it before, so it's a little secret, secret in the end of the episode. And now you're in on it. You don't now tell nobody. Secret. <laughs> It's part of the Fight Club. I mean, it's part of the Cinema Rogues Club. (laughs) All right. Everybody have a good night. Bye. Bye.